0: Hello, and welcome to, and welcome back to Ladies Corner Podcast. Hope you love this conversation. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to be Conversations with T. Um, the first segment of our show is parenting an autistic child. And this is the first time we're doing... Um, this is the first time we're having big conversations, and what we are doing is back-to-back conversations on issues that matter to not just me but to everyone in our community. Um, autism or autism spectrum disorder (ASD) refers to a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills repetitive behavior speech and nonverbal communication according to centers for disease control autism affects an estimated 1 in 44 children in the united states today and as you would know april is world autism awareness awareness month we know that there is not one autism but many <laughs> most influenced by a combination of genetic and environmental factors Because autism is a spectrum disorder, each person with autism has a distinct set of strengths and challenges. The ways in which people with autism learn, think and problem solve can range from highly skilled to severely challenged. And some people with autism may require significant support in their daily lives, while others may need less support and in some cases live entirely independently. You are the author of My Voice, My Life, My Story, and this sort of uh, document, the beautiful story as you raise, I'm your autistic son. Welcome yes. to Big Conversations tonight. Thank you so
1: much for joining us. Thank you so much, C. Thank you for having me. This means a lot to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to it's be really, here.
0: I, I want, thank you, Leah. I want to come into your world because I... I don't know. And as it's an awareness, I want us to, to tell us, let's tell you Why did you write this story? Why was it important for the world to hear what your life is being a parent, an autistic child?
1: Yeah, well, um, when, um, well, with autism, you know, It's a different world. Uh, It's when your child is not growing typically and you realize, oh, no, there's something wrong. And you go through the process of going through the doctors, getting the diagnosis and you start living the life and you realize that it's a different world. And um, not many people understand that, even as as a parent, you're navigating through it and you're learning everything as you're doing it and um, seeing my son um i always wondered what would he what would he have said if he were able to talk you know uh what would he have said about each and every experience that he has and as a mother because you know instinctively you know how they're feeling you know um, you you can read their language right even though they're not talking and he seeing that i could see that not many people understand you know um uh, how how their their world is and what they experience and every time we interact with them how they feel so i wanted to bring that out i wanted i wanted that to be a conversation and the reason why i decided to do a children's book is because i want to, because adults read um to their kids you know it's going to be a good opportunity for both adults and children to understand to begin to understand the world of autism and um it's a good uh, conversation starter it's a good opportunity for kids to learn because um, as I've I've worked in, in in school settings and I've seen how, People, like even yeah, young kids don't understand why their their classmate is acting a certain way, why they're having a tantrum, why they're not talking to them, why they're not socializing with them. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for, for kids to even have the conversation. Why is, and even in school settings where teach, teachers can read this to their students and they can initiate a conversation. And as adults, teachers can also learn, oh, maybe I'm not seeing this child as they need to be seen. So I thought it was, it was a good uh, conversation started. That's why I wanted to bring that out. Yeah. Mm. So did you know when you were pregnant that your son was going to be
0: autistic or was after I was born, I started to notice that some things were different.
1: No, um, it was after he was born. Uh, he was actually a very bright boy. Um, he, he would interact with us, he would respond to his name. Until um, 18 months, you know, two years, we were confused because he stopped responding to his name and then he wanted to be all his, by himself, like behind the door, under the mattress, trying to hide, not wanting to be with us, not seeing, it, seeing us eye to eye. And at first I thought it was a hearing problem because because he was not responding, it's, it's as if he would he he wouldn't hear us. But um, when the TV is on and he's in his room and he hears something, he comes running to to see what it is. So I knew it wasn't a hearing problem. So it was after he was born um, that he got diagnosed with autism. Um, it wasn't when I was pregnant. Yeah.
0: So when we look at the sort of support that has been available for you, how have you coped with with Having an autistic child because they're extraordinarily different, especially yeah. in their own ways.
1: Yeah. Well, I would, as an African immigrant, I would like to give a perspective of both African context and Canadian context. So my, when my son was diagnosed, we were still living in Ethiopia. And um, when the doctor told me his diagnosis, He helped me focus on the solution he um it's that tendency right in in africa doctors don't necessarily break down every little detail of the bad news they just give you a general picture right so that helped me a lot and he helped me focus let's focus on this because we see that he's in the spectrum but you can do this you can do this so i was focused on that so well another challenge we have is though the diagnosis came you know in a much better way there aren't a lot of supports in Ethiopia around autism. So I had to look for people, had to go stretch myself to to get, you know, speech and other services. But we eventually came to Canada. And of course, my thought was, of course, we're going to be in Canada. The service is going to be great and everything. But um, we had to get a diagnosis again. um, And then navigating through the school system, uh, navigating through getting a service, like it was really challenging even though we are in canada where the, even alberta is much better than many other um provinces in this regard but still i had to I had to work hard and lucky like for me i had a lot of uh, moms that i knew like in, um who who were already who already went through the system so i had that support but overall um, even though the systems are there, sometimes the people who, who are in the system may not be as compassionate, as understanding as 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 they need to be. So sometimes when, I remember when the doctor gave us the diagnosis again, it was as if she was like, she was so gloomy, like it, it was the worst news on earth. And she was telling us your, your son probably will not be able to do this, will not be able to do this. So we're like, what is he gonna be able to do? So it takes away your hope, you know, when, when you hear the diagnosis sometimes. Uh, but thank God with the services that are that are available at a government level, you know I was able to get specialized services for three years, which means like people would come to my house, help me um you know with speech um, to teach him speech to teach him uh, self-help skills to to help manage his behavior. so I really benefited from that and then, I also thought myself, you know, I was curious. So whenever people came to my house, I would sit with them. I would just let them work on my son. I would sit with them and learn everything that they were doing so that I would do it every day, right? So that was really helpful. Uh, there is support from the government. And I'm also part of a big uh, support group now uh, that that has been really phenomenal because we exchange a lot of information, we exchange a lot of ideas, we exchange a lot of our experiences, and that has been really, really helpful uh, to navigate through autism. So in a nutshell, this is is what I've had um, as a support.
0: Mm. I'm a mom and you're a mom, but the kind of mother you are, it's nearly same as me, but it be more intense for you because you're dealing with, um, with, uh, with, an, with an extraordinary child. So, what can your son do? What's your son's name, by the way?
1: His name is Robbie. Uh, we, his okay. full name is Robel, which means Ruben. Um, um, and um, he's thirteen now. I can't if he's a thirteen-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very tall. Um, he's hit puberty early, so. We're also dealing with that, and he's non-verbal, <laughs> in doesn't terms of, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> what was that, sorry? He
0: doesn't speak at all? He doesn't.
1: He, he, doesn't he only uses his device to talk to us, so whenever he needs something, he has an iPad, and he would touch, you know, icons on the iPad, and he would talk to us on the iPad. Um um, and then, in terms of cognitive abilities, is not academic at all. He's he hates it basically. He he hasn't learned much, but he knows facts like names of animals and you know colors and stuff. He knows he knows those kind of things, but he loves cooking. He loves to cook with me. So every time I'm cooking, he's my sous chef. He's always <laughs> with me, <laughs> cooking with me. He loves loves nature walks. So we do a lot of long, especially during the summertime. We do a lot of um, long nature walks. Uh, he's so into into nature. So yeah, this, so these are basically what he can do. He understands him, you know, when we give him basic in, um, directions and he's, he's, he's learning um, every day more and more. Uh, yeah, that's where he's at basically.
0: You're right that he loves exploring.
1: Talk oh, to us yeah. about
0: that.
1: Yeah, I mean, i think this is an innate thing that we have in in our in our like nature as human beings but i think it's more expressed because they're not so socially uh defined autistic kids they're very natural they're very organic so they're always up to like their feelings like so he loves touching things, like spinning them, looking them here and there around, feeling their textures. He's not afraid of textures. He's one of those kids you'd call hypersensitive, which means they don't sense things that easily. So he wants to touch things. So he would touch the tree, he would touch the stick, he would touch anything around him just to explore anything new. Uh, so he wants to understand what it is, and he doesn't understand, you know, um, complicated concepts, but he he learns as he touches things, as he's experiencing it, uh, as he's doing it. So, uh, like, for example, if we talk about cooking, he learned the steps of cooking by doing it with me. Every every time he observes me, he's watching, he's smelling, he's touching it. He's he's even touching the, the food as it's cooking. Of course, we're trying to make it as safe as possible because we don't want him to burn. But he's, he's always into exploration. So anytime we take him in to a new place, that's why he loves those nature walks, because he gets to see a lot of things as, as he goes for a walk. He gets to see cars going around, you know, animals, trees, whatnot, you know, the sky. There's a lot to see. There's a lot of color. It's so beautiful for him. So anytime he touch- he sees snow, he would touch it. he would grab anything. So that's how he learns. That's basically his learning tool. So exploration is something that he does with passion. Basically, mm. yeah so
0: at his school so he goes to a specialized school i understand yes. um what is his world like how have you been able to protect him from children who stare children who might be intimidated um mm-hmm. by him or oh, just don't I understand mean, him
1: yeah um when when we got into the community the first thing I do is anytime people are curious, I tell them right away because I want them to know this is, I feel like that's also my opportunity to teach. Right. So I tell them, sorry, if you hear my son is bothering you, he's in the autism spectrum. Sometimes because he could be on people's spaces. Right. So I just let them know ahead of time in terms of kids. I mean, yeah, sometimes kids are intimidated when, like when, for example, when we go to the park, some kids are compassionate, they try to interact with him, they're curious, why doesn't he talk, talk? why is he doing these things, why is he flapping his hand, you know, they're curious and they're willing to learn, other kids are really intimidated and they run away, it's their choice, honestly speaking, and he's not affected because socially he doesn't mind, he doesn't know those cues, so he doesn't mind it, he doesn't feel offended, actually, sometimes it's his brother or us who get offended when kids are kind of, there was a moment, I think a day when, when uh, my, my other son's school kids were making fun of him. My son doesn't under, Robbie doesn't understand because he doesn't know the social cues, right? Like us. So, but in terms of school, what I like about the specialized, the specialized um, services in the school or the special classes is their needs are accommodated. So like they have, sensory breaks like if he's fidgeting if he's you know uh not settled they would give him opportunities to jump on the trampoline or do a like a, a static bike whatever he, and then or they give him a fidget um and the, the class is not as structured as regular classes so they they have opportunities to cook to plant trees to do a lot of fun things and do a lot of sensory things which accommodate their needs and at the same time they teach them Concepts they teach them like numbers and whatever they need to learn, whatever they can capture, they teach them as they're doing all these things. But it's not as intense and as structured as a regular class, that's why what I like about it. But in terms of other kids bullying him so far, we haven't had any instances where he was bullied. Yeah, okay. Oh, but, I want
0: you to re- sorry, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, you go, ahead so, no, go okay. on. Now I've said it. Like uh, when we got in the community, I'm always his voice, and I make sure that people understand where he's coming from and he's making noises or where he's in their spaces, you know.
0: Mm. Yeah. So your Robbie has been a blessing to you in so many ways and is gotten you maybe out of your comfort zone more to, to advocate for him, to advocate for you, to to be his defender. And I'm just wondering if you were reflecting right now, how would you itemize the, the things he's brought to your life, you know, the mm-hmm. blessings um, you might not otherwise have been open to without him? Because every child
1: comes with a, with a set of angels and blessings. Oh, I agree with you very much. For me, uh, the most, most, most important thing is I don't think I would have had the relationship that I have with God right now if it wasn't for Robbie mm-hmm. because um, I had to rely on God for many things to be sin, to continue to to do what I needed to do. I really needed to rely on God because sometimes your world doesn't make sense and you look at other people and they're living life and your world doesn't make sense. The only way it would make sense is if you're with God. So I, I feel like... My relationship with God wouldn't have been the same. Um it, it has made me more compassionate. It has made me realize potentials that I have. It has made me an advocate uh, in my community uh, for other kids too. Um, it has made me a better person in terms of giving for others because I know what they're going through. So uh, trying to be there for others is much easier when you know what other people are going through. So I feel like I've learned a lot about child development. If it weren't for Robbie, I wouldn't have read all these things about child development. Now I know a lot. Even my career has shifted because of him. I I was doing more of public health related work when I was back home, but here I I focused on, you know, learning more about these things and that, that's how I ended up working in schools you know, as an EA, as a multicultural animator, and it was because of him. And I feel like our family is tighter, more blessed, more um, humility is added in our lives. You know, you become more um, humble um, because of this experience. So as a family, I think we're brought together um, because of Robbie. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I could go on. (laughs) I could go on the whole day. But yeah, these are the main ones, I think. Yeah.
0: And, and I really appreciate how vulnerable. When you say you've, you're more, you show more empathy. Is directed your career path. You're more humble, and you rely on God more. Because so I've got a question here. Like, how do you? Like, do you get comfort through prayer? This is such a big thing, and I know from my own Christian background that there's some, there's some life situations you are not equipped to go through alone. Uh, that as a place for God, as a place for belief, as a place for prayer, and uh, and I wanted to say thank you for for sharing that. Um, I think Robbie has come into your life, our lives, as as an angel, um, as a miracle, and I'm just wondering, as his mom, what do you think he may be trying to tell tell the world? What what do you think his story is? If he could say anything right now, what, what would he be trying to communicate with us?
1: Um, I think let me be me is the main thing that he would say, because that's what he, he does. Like when we are trying to condition him to do certain things, he would be he'd be really frustrated and he would express it in his own way and. It's like, I I can understand, please, mom, let me be me. Let me cook the way I want to cook. Let me let me run around the way I want to run around. Let me do things the way I want to do things. So that's what I hear from him every time he's reacting to some of the things that I do with him. So I think he's telling us, please let me be me. I'm okay being me, you know, um, and it's okay to be me. And sometimes please join my world, you know, come working with me, come explore with me, come build with me, come cook with me. Uh, he's happy he's happy to be with people and he knows people when when they're um genuine with him like when we go to church and the people are genuine with him he goes to some and says hi to them you know when we go into the community when uh in the school so um i think he's telling us please let me be me and when you can't join my world yeah
0: hmm. Hmm. thank you um, thank you very much. So, as your community, what can we do to help? I know, first and foremost, buy your book
1: that would be uh, lovely, yes, <laughs> really, because we'll, I think you, you, everybody will learn a lot from it. Yeah,
0: okay, we'll, we'll come back to your book in a minute. I just wanted to ask, how can we support you? Um, how, how do we reach out to you? and well you already have your own community, you said you have a group of mothers, maybe with autistic children, and you have in network. But even at church, you know, how how what sort of language or vocabulary would you would you want people to to use in? I don't know if that's even a fair question or a compassionate way um, to reason right now.
1: Yeah, no, I know what, what what you're asking. T, I understand what you mean. For me, um, it, and it could be anyone. Honestly speaking, it doesn't have to be only kids in the spectrum. When you see someone different from you, uh, mm. please take time to know them. Just, just take a break mm. because it's easier to judge and like, why are they wearing that? Mm. Why are they acting this way? It's easy. It's very easy. And anywhere, in any context, particularly mm. when you see a child having a tantrum in the store, please be compassionate. P- take time, not don't judge that parent say okay maybe you, if you can help you can help ask if you can help you know uh, if they don't need your help then respect that because they have they have their own way of dealing with it right uh, when even a church it could be on the mo- in the mosque anywhere in a community setting where you see kids acting like this or acting different just take your time deep breath and say what could possibly be wrong with this child what could possibly be wrong with this person because you just never 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 know what that person is going through what that child is going through any any there is always an explanation before behind a behavior there's always an explanation behind a challenge so uh, taking the time to do that really helps and then as i said you know offering help when, when you can um, if they need, like, for example, if, if it's in the store and they're struggling between the child and the stuff that they're doing, just ask them, how can I, how can I help? You know, uh, offering that help really helps. But stop judging, be compassionate is the main, main message that I have for people. Take your time mm-hmm. to know that person, mm-hmm. that child.
0: And, and this is something most of us don't spend enough time doing. And I know when I first met you, you reminded me of a friend. I had in England, yeah. Mrs. Akande and yeah. I, I did a double take. I said, "It cannot be Mrs. Akande <laughs> right here." You guys look alike, and yeah. um, and to now find out that you wrote this very beautiful book, and this is us talking. And I know we, we, we don't. Most of us just live these crazily busy lives, and yeah. we don't often take time to understand our struggles. You know. Um, So how can we, knowing about autism, where can we find your book, how can we buy your book, what should we be doing to support um, autism in
1: our community generally, your parents with autism right now? Um, My my book is available on Indigo and chapters online and Amazon.ca online, so it's a a print-on-demand kind of sales This is my first time ever doing it. So that was the better route that I needed to take. So it's pretty like, so you can only find it online with, the good thing with Indigo and chapters is if you order it online, they can deliver it to uh, a store that is near you. So you don't have to pay a delivery fee. Um, So you can pick it up at any store uh, close to you. and in terms of supporting families, I think initiating the conversation in your community is the most important thing. Initiating that conversation would make people feel comfortable because, uh, unfortunately, there are a lot of African kids that have been diagnosed in the spectrum. Me working in um, in the school setting has taught me that, you know, you see this is visible. But parents are hiding because uh, it's a taboo to talk about mental health. It's a taboo to talk about these kind of challenges in our community. So initiating the discussion at, at your community level, it could be a church, it could be any community gathering, Talk about it, initiate it, and you'll see parents coming forward. They'll feel more comfortable. they feel more understood that, okay, someone understands maybe what I'm going through, you know, and helping them come together. You know, when parents who are going through the same team come together, they can help each other in an, a, in an amazing way because there's something one parent can, doesn't know, another one knows, and they support each other. That's what happened in our support group. And then invite us. Honestly, if you have any gathering, um, a church or any gathering that you have, invite one of us. We'll come and share our experiences. We'll 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 teach whatever we know, you know, because we learned it as living it, right? So I think the best thing to do is initiating the conversation around autism, mm. as you're doing now with this radio, honestly.
0: Thank you, Lee. We're running out of time. Where can people go to find help? And you briefly mentioned that, taboo. And I know in maybe some African cultures, what they'd rather do is to send the kid to church for prayers and all that kind of stuff. Or realistically, autism, I don't know if prayers can take it away. I'm just wondering where can people go to find um,
1: <laughs> Well, to find I support? mean, yeah. I, I, like, um, definitely re- relying on prayer has helped me, has, has helped our family. But one of the things that... Um, I learned through my prayer is to do my share. So I have a share in, in healing my son and God has his his role, his biggest role, but I have a share as a parent. So uh, we there is a um, government agency called FACD, that's Family Support for Disability in Edmonton. Um, so that, that's the first step. And then, you know, if they don't have diagnosis, go to their doctors, get a diagnosis. It takes time to get diagnosis. So uh, contact FACD. Uh, FACD is who gives you the the therapeutic uh, services. So they're the one who facilitate that. They they cover a lot of services like people would come and teach you how to teach your child to talk, self-help and stuff. And another thing is they would um, pay for someone who does babysit for you. It's called respite work. So people would come and play with your child and then government covers that cost. There is an, an allotted hour per year that they give for a family. So you can use that. So facd uh, is the main agency and then uh, going to your doctor go to your doctor talk to them and it would be yeah
0: hmm. Thank you Lee we've come to the end it's just occurred to me I could have put all this little snippets you know so yeah. anyone just tuning in can follow what we what we've been talking about parenting Robbie our Robbie um with with leo okay um you've written this amazing book which we're urging people to go and buy my voice my life my story and we're meeting robbie here as a mighty explorer it's an amazing sense of curiosity and this book is also world book day actually today (laughs) oh it is yeah (laughs)
1: Happy (laughs) reward. You know, and
0: the final, yeah. (laughs) The final question would be what book would you recommend for people to go
1: buy or read? Uh, We do have a lot of books around autism. Of course, you know, this is number one for me, of course. Yeah. But uh, yes, um, there are a lot of books uh, that helped me. Um, I wasn't prepared for this, but uh, maybe one thing. Hmm, I forgot the title oh more than words more than words is a book that has helped a lot of families you know understanding their child in the spectrum and learning what to do so more than words is one of the best self-help books for for parents okay
0: it's called I'm more okay. than words more than words thank you so much yes. Liam McKenna.
1: I my pleasure T.
0: My, thank you my so heart much for having is me with you from a mother to another Thanks. mother and I've learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners, um, we'll be encouraged by uh, your courage by uh, your faith at uh, the brilliant work you're doing with Robbie right now so we'll let you go now big conversation. thank you so much big conversations yeah. carries on right after this so thank you so much for joining thank us thank you thank you T okay bye have a good night how was that interview for you did you enjoy it as much as we we did Uh, Make sure you like and subscribe and hit the notification button. Thanks for listening and we hope to see you next time.